Hey everybody, welcome back to Casa Walsh, a Beverly Hills 90210 podcast. My name is Sam and on today's episode, we are going over season six, episode six called Speechless and it premiered on October 25th, 1995. So Ray finishes an unplugged session at the Peach Pit after dark. Remember, I feel like they he they did this because unplugged were like really really popular at the time. Like on MTV, they would have a show called Unplugged, and a lot of like really popular bands and stuff did unplugged versions. I also remember there was a really cool one um Jay Z did, which was like such a good album and ended up being because it was him rapping with kind of just like guitars like instruments it was really 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 cool so I think they kind of did this unplugged version um of just uh you know bands performing so Ray did this finished it up at the uh pit and then apparently he we didn't see this but I guess he got the record deal with um with that record company for that guy uh Jerry Corman because Valerie, after his session, comes up and says that he's getting ready to record his own album. So I guess that's happening. Um, we then see Donna, Claire, and Kelly are doing a weekend getaway at a spa, but they have to break the bad news to uh, Kelly that Valerie is coming too. So they're uh, she's joining the girls, which I mean it makes sense. It's the four you know four girls together. So uh, you know, a nice that they're inviting her, even though Kelly is annoyed and doesn't want her going so then brandon and steve are meeting up with a location scout at the peach pit so apparently this scout wants to use casa walsh for a film that they're doing and brandon just has to sign on sign off on it i guess i don't know is that how i don't know if jim and cindy put the house in his name or how what they did about that but he is the one that has to sign off on it because I guess it's his house. So he is allowing this to happen. So then David comes by the Walsh house to drop off a book that he had borrowed from Valerie. And they're kind of talking. And we've seen the last few episodes that they've gotten a little bit closer. And they share a kiss. They share their first kiss, Valerie and David. Now, it's funny. I... I believe, so I've mentioned this before, and I think it was known, that Brian Austin Green was in a relationship with Tiffany Amber Thiessen. However, I think they broke up at this point. I think by the time that they're kind of start putting Valerie and David together, they uh, they were done because it didn't really make sense when she first came on. He was like fresh off the breakup with Donna, getting closer to Claire. So I think that they weren't going that route right away. And I guess once they were going to try that route, it they, they broke up already. So it must be really, really awkward to do. I, I remember, I think it was on, and it happens a lot like with actors on television shows. Um, I remember on Melrose Place, Billy and Allison were a big couple on that. And they dated in real life, and then they broke up on the show and then still had to work together. That's going on on Riverdale right now. I think with um, Cole Sprouse and Lily Reinhardt. I just, um, 
I'm not a big uh, proponent of mixing business with pleasure. I'm, I'm against kind of office workplace romances, a la Susan Keats. But I think just because it can get messy or awkward. I mean, I just, I think one of my first jobs um, at a college, I remember this couple that were dating and then they broke up and it was very uncomfortable for the office because we were a smaller little company. There was probably 20 people that worked there. And it was her crying in the bathroom, them fighting in the stairwells at the time. It was just very, very, very awkward. So I'm not uh, all for it. But anyways, um, David and Valerie uh, share a kiss. So then we see Dylan on campus because that's where he spends most of his day going to visit Tony, who seems a little annoyed at him. She tells him, that she knows at the dinner party he was snooping through her father's study and he said it was curiosity it got the best of him and he's apologizing and they quickly kind of make up and all is well with the two of them so we then see the girls in the car getting ready for their road trip and claire's driving at this point and Valerie sitting in the front, Donna and Kelly in the back. And Claire says she knows some little road trip and makes this little left or shortcut. She makes this little left, even though it's off the map. But she says she knows where she's going. So they're like, all right, whatever. So they're kind of just talking about like guys and, and, and everything. And who was your best kiss? And Kelly says her best kiss was ever was at paradise cove with dylan so i guess to kelly her best kiss was cheating and hurting your best friend because when she kissed dylan at paradise cove that was when brenda was in france so that's really sweet um then claire and donna say david was their first kiss and they asked valerie who she says and to everyone's surprise in the car she says David too. And they were like, when did you kiss David? And she said this morning. So she and David just shared their first kiss. And Valerie, I guess, kind of likes David at this point. And Donna seems annoyed. Like Donna just like rolling her eyes in the back seat. She's not keen on, it seems like she's jealous, but even though she's not with David, she just seems kind of annoyed about Valerie saying that. So then at the Walsh house, they are getting ready for this movie uh, project. It's getting set up. Steve is uh, talking to Ray and David, and he tells them the truth because they can kind of see something's going on. Brandon's not there yet. That this is not your typical movie set. This is a porn. So they're filming a porn in Brandon's house as using that for the set and Steve seemed to have left that out to Brandon because he thinks probably Brandon would not be so into that so then on campus Brandon is telling Susan about the movie and he invites her over she declines because she's embarrassed she's got some bridge game with her family so she can't come which is probably better off for Brandon because of the fact that she is um you know you know not into uh she's got her her views and she probably wouldn't be so into a pornographic film being done in her boyfriend's house i don't are they i guess their boyfriend girlfriend i don't know 
So then Donna, uh, still annoyed in the car, very quiet though. Um, she's getting annoyed because she said, all you guys keep talking about with uh, is sex. And Kelly keeps making digs around Va- at Valerie about how like uh, she sure gets around. It's like, uh, really? Like pot meat Kelly? But Ke- <laughs> exactly, pot meat Kelly. I meant to say kettle, but uh, she is... She's being like really, I mean, it gets, it, it continues. And this continues with my hatred of Kelly Taylor in season six. I'm not, I, I, see, she can only date Brandon. That's the only time I like her, it seems. But um, Donna finally puts it all out there. And she says, you know, come clean about Ray. What really went on? And Claire's trying to change topic because Claire knows, but Valerie comes clean. She says, I slept with him twice. Valerie basically then says to Donna, come on, like, you definitely knew. Claire told you. And then she's annoyed that Claire knew. And then and then she finds out here that David and Claire both knew, didn't tell her. She says, stop the car. She's like, I'm going to be, you know, sick. I'm going to throw up. She runs out of the car. And then Kelly literally says to Valerie, you really are a slut. And then gets out of the car like, what on earth? Like, wow, Kelly. I just feel like today these this slut shaming would not go right. And like, Kelly Taylor really has no right whatsoever on slut shaming anyone. Um, and she even says like, get off it. Like you really are getting on me about something. Like I'm pretty sure I heard a little story about you and Dylan while Brenda was across the pond. And she's like, you don't know what you're talking about. And she clearly does know what she's talking about. That's exactly what happened. So you really should not be slut shaming someone else when you should look in the mirror. But then uh, after Donna's feeling a little bit better, they get back in the car and it seems that the car is overheated and now it won't start. So they are screwed and stuck on the side of the road. But as luck would have it, a nun pulls up right next to them and was like, hello, ladies, do you need any help? So a, a lovely nun is going to come and rescue them and help them in what's going on. So... Steve, Ray, and David are in the house while this porn uh, movie is kind of going, you know, it's happening. Uh, David thinks that they should call Brandon to let him know what's going on because he does not know what's going on. Uh, Steve does not want to call him. Also, the name of the movie is called Topless Pizza Party 3, which, you know, it's porn, but I think it would have been better, like one of those, like, uh, like Goodwill Hunting becomes Goodwill Humping, like a kind of using a real movie name and turning it into a pornographic name. Those are so much better. Um, but alas, this was a topless party uh, three. So then Dylan gets a phone call from Tony, who says that my father wants to take the two of us out to dinner. So let's uh, plan a dinner with my dad. And um, he, she says also, like, Dylan, you're not going to believe this. My father told me he knew your dad. So you can tell she really doesn't know what's going on because she seems like, wow, how crazy is that that they knew each other? Like, she's just, she's a genuine, sweet, nice girl. That's all there is to it when it comes to uh, Tony. 
So then the girls um, and this nun show up at this convent and she invites them to stay the night in the guest quarters because I guess she says one of the nuns is a very good mechanic and she can fix the car for them in the morning. And I guess they're pretty far away from their uh, spa that they're supposed to go to. So they have to wait till the morning until the car gets fixed. And it just seems like all of the four of them are just arguing like they're, you know, annoyed at Claire for taking the wrong turn. They're, you know, annoyed at Valerie because she's supposedly, you know, a slut, according to Kelly. Kelly because, you know, she's holier than thou. So it's kind of just like this little bit of a bickering thing. I mean, no one's mad at Donna except for, no one's mad at Donna. I think Valerie thought Donna knew, but no, I mean, why would anyone be mad at Donna? So, but then the nun tells them that from sunset to sunrise, they have to take a vow of silence. So there is no more talking. There is silence and they got to uh, not talk. So it's kind of funny. Um, then back at the Walsh house, the porn is in full swing and Steve is so happy with what's going on and Brandon shows up home and is very surprised to find out what uh, is going on in his house. He's annoyed. He thinks that porns are sleazy and degrading, which, I mean, he doesn't watch porn. Come on. I mean, you might not want it being filmed in your house, but you watch porn. You're a guy. I mean, you're a college guy. Come on, Brandon. Um, the director then tells Steve that an actor called out sick and they need him to play the pizza delivery guy. So Steve is very excited. He's going to get to participate in this porn. So then um, Kelly's phone is ringing and she has to whisper when she answers it because they've taken the vow of silence and it's Colin calling to check in. She is, he's confused why she is whispering and she tells him she's in a convent and he's like, oh, what? And she's like, yeah, I'll explain when I get home. But then he says, all right, I just wanted to check in, but my art dealer, uh, Claudia, is here, and I'm just going out to dinner with her, so I will talk to you when I talk to you. So then when they hang up, we see Dolan, Colin with the art dealer, uh, who, she's like, an, you know, a woman. She's just, well, she is a woman, but she's just this, um, I don't know, artsy-fartsy woman, I guess. And she's a little bit older. She's probably, she looks like she's probably around 50. And she basically reminds him that he belongs to her. And then she kisses him and they kind of kiss. So it seems like there's something going on between Colin and the art dealer at this point. So back at the uh, dinner, uh, well, back at the convent, they are having dinner with the rest of the nuns. And it's kind of, this is a very funny scene because we hear inner monologues because obviously the girls can't speak. Uh, no one can speak. So Claire thinks it's weird uh, that they're doing this. Um, the sister that picks them up, we see, says it's nice having new faces at the dinner and thinks the girls are sweet and they're really good friends. Uh, Valerie doesn't know what she's smiling about and looks at Donna and thinks like I don't know what she's doing with Ray she could do a lot better you know I, I kind of did her a favor which she kind of did um, Donna's annoyed about Valerie and Ray Kelly's annoyed at Claire for taking the shortcut and then the nun says I wonder if any of them are virgins um, Donna is but it's kind of funny um that little scene at the uh the dinner table 
So back at the Walsh house, Steve is getting ready for his close-up. He is going to play the Pete's delivery guy. He's got a fake mustache on. He's in wardrobe and Susan shows up. She was able to get out of her bridge game or it ended early and she is uh, shocked by what she sees. Brandon tries to get, get her out of there, but she knows what's going on immediately and she's annoyed and was like, I'm out of here. And Brandon, uh, Brandon's pissed. And then when she leaves, he rips up the contract, rips up the check and says, everyone out of here, let's leave. This is, this is not happening anymore. So he does not want the porn film happening in his house, which I guess is fair. Um, so Dylan and Tony are at dinner waiting for her father to come, who is running late. They're at this nice restaurant. And um, apparently Anthony told Tony that he thought very highly of Jack and Dylan then kind of says to Tony, you know, she knows his father died, but she doesn't really know anything more than that. But Dylan says to her, did he tell you that my father was murdered? And she said, no, I didn't know that. So she finds out here that his father's murdered. So he's kind of hinting at who was responsible, but didn't quite get there yet. So Brandon then goes to Susan's to explain um, kind of what was going on. He didn't know either. Uh, she thinks porn is gross. Um, he said he didn't know about it. His roommate was responsible. And then she says that Steve is clueless and he failed a math placement test. Like who cheats or he cheated on a math placement test? Who does that? And he's like, how did you know that? That's confidential. And she's like, the whole math department talks about it. Like they're, which is kind of sad that they're like messed up that they're talking about him. And she's just kind of ripping on Steve. And he then says basically, all right, well, um, Steve is my best friend. He's going to be my best friend forever. And that's, you know, basically like screw you. And then she's like, all right, stop. I'm sorry. And then he was, was like, okay. Like, she just, like, spent, like, the last five minutes basically ripping on your best friend. But then she says, I'm sorry. And he's like, okay. Just weird. Um, so back at the convent, while the girls are laying in bed, they're having now inner monologues while they're getting ready to go to sleep. Kelly's inner monologue uh, finally acknowledges that she should not judge Valerie based on her actions. She said, I slept with my best friend's boyfriend and then I slept with my boyfriend's best friend. So 100%, she should not be calling anyone sluts because look in the mirror. Valerie wants friends just like everybody else in her, uh, you know, inner monologue. And she wants God to look out for Donna um, because of Ray. Uh, Donna in her inner monologue is praying before bed, obviously. And Claire just seems like she's, like, in pain. She's kind of, like, the comic relief of this. Her facial reactions are very funny, and she's kind of just, like, in la-la land. It's very, it's very funny. So back at Susan's dorm room, uh, Brandon, she's like, okay, Brandon's sitting on the couch, and she's sitting on the floor, and he's giving her a massage. She has two couches. This is a dorm room. Wait, we don't even, this is, like, literally, like, a living room in her dorm room because we don't see the bed area and she ha also we know in the last episode she has a bathroom 
So what I, I don't understand how she is in the biggest room um, known to man. This is the biggest dorm room I've ever seen in my time. There's two couches there. This is insane. Um, it seems like they've converted 15 dorm rooms into one and Susan Keats has it. It's weird. But they're getting along better and she just says that she prefers romance over porn, obviously. So Dylan and Tony are finishing up dinner and she gets a call from her father and she goes to take it. So obviously this is back when people didn't have their own cell phones, even though Kelly has one. But um, people call restaurants to go speak to someone that's eating there, which is just so funny to me that people would track the person down to get in touch with them. But um, yeah, her dad didn't show up. Uh, so she goes to take the call. And when Dylan is sitting alone at the table, Anthony proceeds to take a seat in Tony's seat with a man that's like, I guess, his like hitman type of guy. And basically, Marchette is not pleased um asks Dylan what he wants and Dylan is straight with him and he says that he wants to nail him uh for what he did to his father and he says um basically if anything you know I'm not scared now because if anything happens to me I have a uh you know security backup you know so he has a uh security um you know in the bank he has a box in the bank with the key that he gave to Brandon so basically he's saying if anything happens to me that information's going straight to the FBI so then his hitman he's got like some gun underneath the table pointing at Dylan and Dylan's like well I came prepared too and Dylan puts his gun underneath the table so basically Dylan then tells him uh we're gonna forget about this little conversation and I'm gonna go take Tony home and Anthony says she is already on her way home she's in the car now and Dylan's like, well, that's great because I'm going to tell her exactly who you are. So Dylan plans on letting Tony in on the secret, even though it's not really a secret, but about her father. So then uh, the next morning, Donna is talking with the nun, the one who gave them the, um, the, ride, the ride back to the convent. And the code of silence is over because it is, it is now after sunrise. And she tells her, um, you know, maybe if I lived my life the way you do, I wouldn't have had so much heartbreak. And she talks a little bit about Ray, not saying Ray per se, but her relationship. And the sister can tell that Donna is like a woman of faith. Like Donna is such a, you know, such a sweet, sweet character. She really is. Um, And you just see this kind of sweet little moment between the two of them. So um, Brandon wakes up in Susan's bed. So it seems that they spent the night together uh, for the first time in her massive dorm room. And she's not there when she wakes up, but she left him a note. So he gets out of bed and he starts making the bed and she comes back and was shocked. He's making the bed. She said, you passed my test. So I guess her test is to leave and to see if the guy who spends the night will make the bed. I, I don't no, I guess it's a nice test. Um, uh, do you guys not make their beds? I don't, I make my bed every morning. So it's weird getting into a bed that's not made. So I make my bed. Um, 
Although I don't really make my bed when I sleep at my parents' house, I will. No, I do. I don't, like, make it make it. I kind of just, like, reshuffle the um, the blankets around because I like getting into a bed that's made. Um, but when I, like, leave my parents' house, when I go back home to my home, I actually, like, make the bed, like, make it look pretty. Whereas when I'm staying there, I just kind of reshuffle the blankets around a little bit. But I don't know. But I am curious. Do you make the bed? I'm going to do an Instagram uh well, by the time you hear this, I've already done it. But I'm going to do an Instagram um, quiz on this. Do you make the bed? But Brandon has made the bed. She says no one's passed the test before. So she is impressed um, that he's made the bed. And she's very, very happy that he's made the bed. So he passed her test. So the girls are getting ready to leave the convent. And I guess the spa trip is over now. So they're just going to go home. The car's fixed. Um, Non-mechanic has fixed it. Um, and Donna says that she would like to make a peace offering to the gang. And she she's using it as like she wants to, an olive branch. She wants them to kind of all get over it. And then, um, you know, she's kind of, uh, you know, she's kind of just, she wants them to forget about it. And when Donna and um, Kelly, when Donna, I mean Donna and Valerie are alone for a moment, Valerie does bring up the Ray thing. And she says that, um, I know what he did. I saw it. I saw what happened. And I think that you shouldn't forget that either. And really, really think about it. Because I don't think that he's worth it. And I think that you could do a lot better. So Valerie tells her, like, basically straight up that you could do better which she can do better um and you shouldn't take that from him so you i mean donna's thinking about it so then at dylan's house tony shows up and she's upset uh basically obviously she her father told her uh that dylan is using her as a vendetta and he is 100 percent honest with her he tells her he 100 percent it started that way um but then he got to know her and, you know, basically he's fallen for her. And he tells her that her father killed my killed Jack. She doesn't believe it. And he says, it's true. And he's like, if you don't believe it, there's nothing more than we need to talk about. Because that's how I feel. Um, it's true. And she just, she doesn't want to believe that her father would do something like that. But she she's thinking but then she leaves so it seems that maybe things are done between them for the moment because she doesn't want to believe it um so then claudia uh dylan i mean uh dylan's art dealer um colin's art dealer thinks that he does not have time for a silly mural which they're at the peach pit because he's working on that mural and Kelly shows up, introduces herself to Claudia, and Kelly and Colin start making out because obviously she's back and they're so happy. Um, and then we are at the end of the episode when Donna finally confronts Ray about Valerie. He admits it. He says it happened once. And she's like, well, you're a liar because Valerie told me it happened twice. And he's like, that bitch. Um, 
And she's like, well, that bitch is my friend. So she's kind of realizing, like, I mean, your friend slept with your boyfriend. But I think that they, she understands that Valerie and now, I think Valerie wouldn't do it now to her. And I think Valerie does actually care now. And, and Valerie um, knows what he did. So then he kind of, Don is like, we're done. He's grabbing her and she's like, what are you going to do? You're going to push me down the stairs again. And then she's basically, I'm done. I'm, I'm, I'm over it. I, I don't want to be with you anymore. I'm sick of you and your abusive ways. And she's like, basically get the hell out of my house. And she breaks up with him. So Donna is done with Bright. And that is where the episode ends. <laughs> Fun facts and tidbits. So I don't have any songs for this episode, but um, I do have. So interestingly enough, in the opening credits, we have um, Ray, Ray is a cast member and, and Claire are cast members now on the show in the opening credits. But Jason Wiles, who plays Colin, is listed as a special guest star. So he's, I mean, he's on this entire season. But so is Susan, and she's not. I don't think she is. I'll double check that. Also, um, Stanley Camiel, who is played by Anthony Marchette, he's listed as special appearance. So I find that interesting also. I don't know the rhyme or reason for it, but I just think it's interesting. Um... So I'm going to put the spotlight on him, actually, on Stanley Camo, um, because he special appearance by, so I was like, oh, he must be a big deal if they're listing, giving him that credit. So um, he was born on January 1st, 1943 in South River, New Jersey. And unfortunately, sadly enough, he passed away April 8th, 2008, um, and he was 65 at the time of his death. So um, that's sad that I saw that he had passed away. Um, he's a New Jersey uh, boy, uh, raised Jewish, of course, my tribe, um, which is funny because he's playing this uh, gangster type guy. But um, yeah, Jewish guy from uh, from New Jersey um, and apparently started out his career uh, doing some off-Broadway shows. And looking at his filmography, really um, impressive. Like, he's done a lot of... He's done some movies, uh, you know, but he's done a ton of television appearances dating back to 1969. So probably that. He did, like... Five years on a soap opera on Days of Our Lives. Um, <laughs> so that's probably something with his um, background. Um, he also worked for Aaron again on Melrose Place. He played the boss where um, Heather Locklear's character worked on Melrose Place. So he was on that. And um, he apparently was most known. He played a regular character on the show Monk. So he was well known for that. That was definitely after 90210, though. And um, it says he was never married, has no children. There's rumors he might have been gay, but no big deal. Who cares? But um, yeah, so that is it for the fun facts and tidbits for this episode. 
you all for listening to Casa Walsh, Beverly Hills 90210 podcast. My name is Sam, and on the next episode, we are going over season six, episode seven, called Violated. So thanks for listening, and we'll see you then.